You are listening to the Your Story, Your Voice podcast. The point of this podcast is to help people take ownership of their own personal story, their struggles with mental health, the lessons that they've learned, so we can use all this to better shape the future. If you would like to watch these episodes live on stream, you can find them at twitch.tv slash Nathan Hunzi. Today, I am ridiculously excited. I, I really, really am to have a, a dear mental health advocate on Twitch, Papa Paws, uh, one of my streaming role models. The first time I entered his stream, I was like, yeah, this guy's going places. This guy is, uh, he's got an, an infectious energy. His, his community really seems to, to be cohesive. Uh, it's a really great place to hang out. Papa Paws, let me ask, how long have you been doing content creation uh we will be celebrating one year in about a month and two weeks from now one year and a month and two weeks from now how let's go back a year from now how did you get started in this how did you know this is something you wanted to do uh so honestly i've been on the the like twitch platform for over six years as a viewer um so I, I used to, like, some of the big names that I follow all the time are Dr. Lupo, Co-Carnage. I just loved what he did for their communities and loved what he did for content creation. Um, so, obviously, the pandemic hit mm -hmm. uh, back in February up here in Canada. So everything went on lockdown. Uh, my full-time job at the time was working in uh, um, the restaurant business. So I worked as a server. And... Uh, you know what? The first two weeks of not working was probably the roughest two weeks of my life hmm. uh, where I was like, geez, if I'm feeling this lonely, if I'm feeling this anxious, if I'm feeling this depressed, who else is? Um, so at the time, my my uh, former roommate, uh, he's a partner on Twitch uh, and he was streaming. Um, and then I had another friend here in London who was also streaming. And I was like, why not just offer mental health education? Why not offer mental health education directly on Twitch hmm. um, and just create a place that's safe for people? And, you know, here we are a year later and uh, this is actually my full-time job and uh, very blessed that I'm in this position today. Wow. Um, how did you know, or I guess, was it, was it was it hard to find a job elsewhere that led to this being full time or how did you that's a that's a risky move that's a courageous move how did you know that was what you needed to do so i've been in the restaurant so i've worked in the I, i'm 31 turning 32 this year um and i've been working in a restaurant since i was 14 so i started off as a dishwasher a cook a, a bar back a busser mm -hmm um a bartender a server you you name you name it in the restaurant i've probably done it um so during the pandemic everything was locked down here in canada i went back to work on a part-time basis because that's all they could offer me um and it was just not the same yeah um it was just not the same and i was just going through the motions and all i could think about was content creation i was like who can i network with what can I record? What can I create? 
what's my next topic and constantly at work i was thinking about twitch yeah i was thinking about twitter i was thinking about youtube it, everything that's in the realm of content creation and i my heart was just not into serving anymore i just couldn't put myself out there anymore sure and i i thought in the in my best interest not to burn any bridges it it was time for me to quit it was time for me to move on so back in october i had a very difficult discussion with my boss and he came to the conclusion is like this is not for me anymore mm -hmm. i don't have the passion for it all my passions and content creation um and at the time um i took a huge risk because i was not making enough money on twitch right in order to support myself full time um but the community came through for me um and they come through me come through for me time and time again um so i i, I was very blessed in that circumstance to be able to do this full time sure the i have to say i love like a well-branded stream that's 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 a, a huge goal of mine is to a cohesive image nice graphics got yours is, yours is top notch honestly it's consistent it, it all fits it all it, it's all one cohesive branded i i as far as aesthetics go i i absolutely love your brand well, I definitely appreciate that. That's a huge, huge, well, thinking of the name Papa Paws was definitely very difficult. And then like the branding after that was just endless, like words like possum or <laughs> um, positivity as I'm positivity, wearing right now. Yeah. Um, just things came about that and <laughs> just grew from that where it was like, I didn't even create, all I did was look at my dog and I was like, what should we call our Twitch? What should we call our tw new Twitch name? And I was like, well, I am a fur dad. So like Papa Paws just seemed appropriate <laughs> because all, I wanted to include all paws, but uh, big thanks goes to like I, uh, my graphic artist for, um, I hired a full, uh, a full time graphic artist maybe three or four months ago now. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Saboteur FX, he just does an incredible job to, bringing my image to stream and uh i i could not be more thankful because before i was doing all my own graphics and it wasn't pretty but uh now now we're at the most professional looking as you possibly can fantastic so let me let me ask you you know during the when the pandemic started the the two weeks that you weren't working as you mentioned uh you said they were like the the roughest two weeks of your of your life what uh were those new feelings for you the anxiety the depression the, the the sense of feeling maybe a little bit lost was that new to you or have you experienced that in the past i i've been suffering from depression anxiety uh sense of loneliness uh for a very long time i think it was heightened heightened at that point in time mm -hmm. um because i also lost my sense of identity um so it's going through like an identity crisis. I've been working in the serving industry for so long. And when you're working 40 to 50 hours a week, and then suddenly it's all, your whole world yeah, stopped. It's, all over. it's like, what do you do now? Um, and like, I'll be the first one to admit like that first week, I don't think I've been through so many cases of beer in my entire life. And like, I work in the serving industry, like servers tend to drink a lot. <laughs> yes. um, but I, I woke up in the morning, I'd have a drink, I'd play, uh, thank goodness, the uh, Division Two 
um, had a DLC released at the time to keep me company. But all I would wake up, play video games, drink beer, make breakfast, mm-hmm. and just like barely sleep, play video games, drink right. beer. That's basically what my routine was. Um, so it was like refinding that sense of identity is like, who am I? Who, who, who is Papa Paws? Where do I go from here? Um, and just regrounding myself. And I said, I need to stop this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need to really figure stuff out. Uh, and thankfully, uh, my boss needed some help with some things at the time. Um, so I went to go help him. And thankfully, I found Twitch at the same time, which was truly, truly a blessing in disguise. Sure. A lot of content creators, I think, have, um, whether they're YouTubers or Twitch streamers, whatever it may be, content creation has been... Uh, dare I say, absolutely booming during this pandemic. People are trying it out. People are dipping their toe in the water with content creation. They got nothing else to do, right? So, hey, might as well do this. So starting out, since this was such a lifesaver for you, if I if I can use that phrase, gave you a sense of purpose again that you were looking for. What, uh, if we have any like small streamers or like new streamers here listening, what's like a brief word of advice to handle like the anxiety of starting content creation to to deal with it uh so my what's what's funny my first tip is always don't stream mm-hmm. um and the reason i say don't stream and many people might disagree with this perspective is in order to understand content creation you need to watch some content creators sure. to get a feel of what it looks like to entertain and to to have a regular conversation. I was very thankful that one, I had a roommate who was already partnered on Twitch, but I also had, you know, role models like Dr. Lupo, uh, role models yeah. like Co Carnage that I've been watching for such a King Gathalian's another one that yeah. I've watched for such a long time that I was like, oh, I know what it is to create. Um but also, um, if you're anxious, guess who else is anxious? Every other new literally, content creator out literally there. Literally everybody. <laughs> um, so network, 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 network. It's good to network with people who are bigger than you to get you a be- better sense of things. Um, but it's also great to network with people that you're growing with. Um, I never use the word small. I, I right. always use the word growing. Sure. So you know what? If someone's averaging around the same viewership you are connect with them build a relationship with them don't don't network for the sake of hey i'm trying to get an edge right no network for the sake of hey i'm trying to build a relationship let's build a friendship together let's grow together let's build something special so create authentic genuine relationships would probably be like my biggest tip if you are anxious yeah, it's it's absolutely true. Whether you have zero viewers or forty viewers, it, it's still nerve wracking every time you hit the go live button. You never know what's going to happen during a stream. One of the questions that I uh, that I had for you, bringing back something you said earlier, you said you've been dealing with anxiety, depression for uh, quote a a long time. Um, now, obviously, coping mechanisms change with age. Um, in your, in your case, your, your drinking increased as one of the coping mechanisms when you were younger, how do you remember this, of this affecting you? And what did you do about it when you were younger? 
Well, I, I, I will reiterate this. Uh, drinking should never be a coping mechanism. No, um, sure. Yeah, um, because it's not healthy. Uh, it's not a healthy coping mechanism and can actually lead it down worse. But when I was younger, I was big into sports. Mm -hmm. um, so if it was uh, at the time I would play basketball, uh, I was on the basketball team, played volleyball. Uh, you name the sport in high school uh, that uh, we that we had at our high school, I played it. Mm -hmm. um, sports was sports and um, video games have always been my escape in in this world. Um, do I play any sports right now? No, um, and that's mostly due to the pandemic. Um, but uh, video games is still that small escape that I can depend on on a regular basis. Um, but obviously, the older I get, you develop new coping mechanisms and adjust uh, to your needs. Um, but when I was younger, um, it was mostly sports and video games. Right. I think. And uh, also, which brings people to Twitch is their, their love of video games. For me, uh, I would say back in, man, junior high, high school that was that was my roughest moments in life and there it was video games world of warcraft league of legends i mean they were they were what i did played with friends uh they 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 have a very special place in my heart and in so many people that watch twitch and create youtube and stuff the problem that i think now with so many people being wanting to step into content creation due to this pandemic First of all, we don't know like the lasting effects of COVID. What's it going to do for people's mental health? Like we've seen tragically and, and sadly a very increased suicide rate with uh, with younger people. Um, I, I, I do believe that Twitch and content creation has saved probably a lot of people that we don't hear about. So for people listening who may be younger, who may be struggling with mental health due to this pandemic their school hasn't opened up what would you like to say to them papa pause as simple as it is it's okay not to be okay um it's okay to reach out to someone it's okay to be vulnerable it's okay to speak up about what you're going through because you you don't know what that next person's going through um and you know what it's also okay to seek out professional help um i am one who typically seeks out professional help myself um but i will always find somebody that i know and trust um and even if you're not comfortable with that person you know and trust you know what come to twitch come to like this stream here uh this podcast here and you know what be open and honest and vulnerable uh, somebody somebody is out there to care for you and like uh there's a reason why i will always reiterate the words you are loved you're appreciated you're supported and you belong here because you you truly do have a place where you belong um you you are truly loved even though if you don't see it you are truly supported again if you don't see it um but it's okay not to be okay just be open and honest and vulnerable with what you're going through um because i can i can almost guarantee someone else is going through it right now oh i yeah i can i i put money on that that people are going through very similar feelings as you are right now depression uh if i could speak to that that has been more of a 
more prevalent in my life than anxiety has been. I don't know if, if your depression manifests the same way as, as maybe mine did, Papa Paws. I, I tended to be very, very isolative. Is that a word? Isolating? Um, very, very, very quiet. I, I just, I, I, I barely talked. I, I didn't, I had great friends in high school and I, I, I didn't talk to them about what I was going through just cause I was afraid. Um, I don't know if your depression manifests itself weight with like being isolating, wanting to just go off, be by yourself. Um, it, de it definitely is for me, uh, very, very similar to you. Um, and I think it's very similar for a lot of people when it comes to depression. Um, isolation is probably one of the biggest ones that people turn to. Um, so I, I typically isolate myself. I, I shut out to the whole world. Mm -hmm. I don't let anyone in. Um, I'll completely like separate from the entire world. Um, nobody will hear from me. Um, and it's, it, it just, yeah, you, you just shut down because it's, it's the easiest thing to do. Um, yeah. So for me, I, I think it, it's very similar to you. It's like, you, you just, you just want to be alone. Um, and then I, I also feel this like incredible weight on my, mm -hmm. uh, on my shoulders, like yep. I, I, like almost suffocating where I can't move. Right. Um, and it's not even like that physical, it's not a physical weight, but like in an emotional mental weight that just holds me down. And I'm like, why can't I get out of this rut? Right. And I, and I think, uh, if there's any kids listening to this, do not watch this show. Um, but uh, for any uh, young adults or teenagers with permission from their parents, uh, Big Mouth, um, it's a show on Netflix, gives like the perfect example of, <coughs> of what depression looks like. It's a cat. It's a big cat. And she lays on Jesse. That's what depression looks like. Hmm. That's what depression is. Okay, I have to, I'll have to watch it. It, uh, I didn't think I would ever hear an endorsement from Big Mouth, but here we are. <laughs> yeah. What a deal. I would say for me, um, there's, 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 I, I fully believe that the stigma is going away. I mean, we still have a lot of ground to make up. Don't get me wrong, but one, I mean, there's always positives. And one of the positives I believe from this pandemic is that, Hey, people are, people are suffering and not, it's not a positive, but I think they're open about how they're feeling. Um, because they, they literally have to be like, they're stuck in the house day after day with, with their families with, and so they have to talk about what they're, what they're dealing with. So I, I fully believe that the, the stigma of mental health is going away. Um, which is, which is, which, which is super, super helpful taking, you mentioned vulnerability back then taking that first step to let somebody know that you are struggling often in itself is the most healing part of the journey just the fact that you you have the strength to do that you find someone that you trust um i don't know what what what's your thoughts on how this pandemic has i know it's been negative for mental health but do you think any positives have come from this pandemic in mental health um that's a tough one because i believe the stigma is still there mm -hmm. and it's um and as terrible as this is gonna sound it's once the old generation dies off 
um, mental health will not be stigmatized as much anymore mm -hmm. um, because I feel like younger generations understand what mental health is, where capitalism and old older generations were forced to push it down and not discuss their feelings. Sure. But that being said, the one perspective that I think that a lot of people have gained during this pandemic, um, I know th there's been like an increase in divorces and an increase in uh, uh, relationships ending, mm -hmm. but I think that's actually for the best. And the reason why I say it's for the best is because people are finally realizing who they are and they're being getting more in touch with who they are as humans. Um, and they're realizing that some people are realizing that they're in emotionally abusive relationships um, or um, mentally abusive relationships that are not functioning for them. And I think this pandemic has allowed people to escape, has allowed people to take that step for them. Hmm. Um, and I've, I've seen it with so many different people. I'm, just got a message in, uh, the other day from a friend um, who told me, hey, I've, I'm coming to a realization of what this pandemic has actually meant for me. And um, it, it, what I find great is people are finally seeing who they are as humans, as individuals, and truly letting that shine instead of letting, uh, allowing society to define who we are. Sure. Uh, whenever you I think a lot of that is due to just it's like life has been on pause for like a, over a year now. Um, it's just not as hectic as it as it used to be. Like you take let's just use this for example, a mom with kids who is constantly running around, soccer mom, music mom. I mean, she doesn't have time to stop and think for herself at all. You put a pause button on people's lives. I think people are they get very introspective about how they might not talk about it, but we all know how we're feeling. We all know what we want to change. Uh, and so, yeah, you push pause, give people time to fix those issues. It's very interesting. I agree. You know, you hear the word divorce, you instantly think that's really, really bad. But in that framework, yeah, I, I, I do believe it's like a fresh start for people. Let me figure out who I am because that's what I have time to do now and let me move forward. So now, I mean, we have vaccines galore. People are states in the United States are lifting mass mandates. I'm not going to get political here, but I think people are starting to move forward um, with this pandemic. There's there's forward progress being made. How how long do you think it might take for people, you know, to recover from this? Or do you think people are going to bounce back very quickly and just go on with life as normal? There's this beautiful image that I saw in the middle of the pandemic. Um, and it's two people talking. And it's a, it's a picture of, I think it's like two different cities right behind them. And... The one person says, I can't wait till we go back to normal. Mm -hmm. And the other person responds, why go back to normal when we can create a new normal? Um, in a perfect world, 
I would like to say we're creating a new normal, mm -hmm. but I don't think that's the case. Um, I think, sadly, I think, um, I know the U.S. is way ahead of Canada. I'm still under, I'm in my third lockdown. Um, mm -hmm. So we're at stay-at-home orders where we can't, like, I can't go out or anything like that. Yeah. Um, unless it's necessary. Um, I, I, I think people who are able, when things open up and go back to normal in quotations, um, because I don't really like to use that word. Sure. Um, people are going to adjust just fine. People are going to bounce back, no problem. Yeah. Um, uh, my, my biggest concern is people are going to fall back into their old ways. Um, and it's the last thing I want to see. I don't want to see people to fall back in their old ways. I want people to start new beginnings. Mm -hmm. um, but I am, I, I think I'm concerned. I, I, I'm scared for the world when it reopens because I'm too concerned that people are just content with being back in their old ways instead of changing things for the best for them. Mm -hmm. And uh, something... Uh, my mind just brought this up. So talking about lockdowns, you said you're on your third lockdown, which uh, sounds awful. If I can just be candid, uh, I would, I would hate that. A lot of people have, unfortunately, we, we've touched on this, started drinking, started drugs, doing anything they can to, to just not feel right now. Um, and I know that was something that, that you yourself got into I'm talking about people bouncing back, people going back to their, their normal lives, quote unquote, normal lives. I don't want, you know, obviously the drinking and the drugs that they started during this to be their new normal, you know, obviously. Right. So in your experience, how did you stop? Because uh, once people start like drinking heavily or, or drugs, how, how are you able to, to get yourself out of that? Um, so I, I have struggled, um, I've struggled with alcoholism once in my life, mm -hmm. uh, when I was significantly younger, um, I had bad, 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 bad addiction issues. Uh, when I was, I had to be like 16, 17 at the time. Um, I knew what that world looked like. So for me to get out of it at the beginning of the pandemic was significantly easier because I didn't like that world that it was in. Mm -hmm. Um, so how do you get out of that? Um, it, it's not easy. Sure. Uh, and one, and the one thing you can't do it alone for the most part, you can't do it alone. I think, what people need to realize is that you need um, you need to find someone who can hold you accountable. You need to find someone that you you're willing to trust that will say, "Hey, you know what? You're you're not doing too good." Um, and you know what? Maybe it's not quitting it cold turkey. Maybe it's maybe it's quitting it slowly through progression through over time. Um, but I think finding someone to help you out is probably one of the most important things that you can do. Um, it, it, because it's, it's realizing that, and, and a lot of this comes to self-awareness and knowing yourself and sure. knowing your body. Um, 
but knowing that this is bringing you down a, a road that's not pretty. Um, so for me, I just called on a friend and one of my friends is like, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. And they're like, that's even a lot for you. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what are you going to do to stop? And I'm like, well, I'll progressively cut down. So like, uh, to give you an example for me, it was like, I drank basically a case of beer a day for the first seven days. Mm-hmm. A case of beer is 24, uh, 24 bottles for me. Um, and then I progressively went down to like three cases to one case mm-hmm. to basically nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I still enjoy a good beverage every once in a while, but I, I, I knew what it looked like and how bad it was for me. So it, right. it was just making those adjustments. There's that's such an, uh, I really appreciate that because pe- there's something, I guess, heroic about being able to stop cold Turkey. Uh, and then when they are unsuccessful, it becomes like this shame spiral, you know, where they beat themselves up. They couldn't do it. I told myself this was going to be the last one. And like, so tapering off, um, I honestly, I don't hear hardly anyone ever talk about that. So, um, that was kind of eye opening for me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, I, I, I have a, um, a lot of friends who work in social work. Um, and here in my city, we have a safe injection site. Uh, where uh, drug users can safely inject themselves and dispose of the needles. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the end of the day, would I rather someone be safe and slowly wean themselves off or quit altogether and suffer with the consequences of them failing when they, when they hop back on the train? Mm-hmm. I'd rather, I rather someone safely do it. Sure. Um, uh, I just think it, it promotes a better mental health and shows that we are human and we fail, mm-hmm. but we can pick it right back up again. Right. That. Yes, absolutely. Um, you said you were 16, 17 back then. Yeah. That's young. Is that okay for me to say that, that what was, what was going on back then that led to that? Uh, I was I, I was undergoing severe, severe depression and anxiety at the time. Um, I dealt with uh, social anxiety. Um, and I, I've kind of dealt with social anxiety since I was younger, but like it was really bad during that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot of stress in my life, uh, the stress to perform in school, the stress to perform in sports, um, things not going well at home, which I was slowly realizing at that time that Things were very um, emotionally, um, emotionally and uh, financially abusive at the time because I was I was working, going to school and playing sports at all the same time. Right. Um, yeah, you said you started work at fourteen. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Started yeah. work at fourteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of a little earlier, but uh, I started working in the restaurant when I was fourteen. My goodness. But, um, That's like junior high. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, okay. So as soon as I could get my social insurance card, um, I I was working. So I I started working when I was twelve, um, working uh, for my uncle in carpentry, mm-hmm. uh, on construction sites, and then I started babysitting, and then I found the restaurant job, and I never left after that. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, it was bad. There was just a lot going on in my life, and uh, like I can only imagine being a teenager in society today. Sure. I do not. I do not envy them. No. I'm happy I was a teenager when I was, um, because we only had MySpace. Um, 
Twitter yeah. just barely came on the surface. We had MySpace, AOL, ICQ, uh, MSN Messenger. We had all those, but we didn't have to deal with like the constant beratement on Facebook no. or Instagram or TikTok or you name it. So like during my time, it was tough enough, mm-hmm. but uh, these days have it significantly worse. I definitely agree. The It's just, it's the land of comparison where you know what your situation is, but you see people, well, on their social media, you think they're living the dream. Um, turns out nine out of 10 times, that's not the case at all. But you're absolutely right. You, you, you just kicked me in the face with nostalgia bringing up MySpace. That was, uh, <laughs> I didn't even fully use it, but I still, I, I still remember that plain as day. Wow. Teenagers this time, I, I can't begin to fathom I'm, I'm thinking of myself back in junior high and how stupid, uh, obnoxious I was and trying to do online school away from friends, no sports going on. Uh, it really is. I don't, I don't know if we have any teenage listeners right now, but I, I, feel, I feel really, really sorry for you guys. And I, I wish there was something I could do. You're absolutely right, Papa Paws. It, it, Breitman, <laughs> Breitman is the correct word to use with social media right now uh, yeah it, it's it, it's terrible the amount of bullying that goes online it's it's a scary world and this is where reinforcing positive behaviors and reinforcing um positive self-talk mm-hmm. and just providing positive self-talk can go a long way so just Again, like I'm going to say this line again, but like saying that you're loved, appreciated, supported and belong here. Those are just simple words. Heck, like if you have a kid, just tell them that you love them. Um, And that could that can mean the world to somebody. Yeah, it really can. Using your platform for uh, it's just as soon as it starts, like, you know what your stream is about. Mental health support, building a community where everyone, you know, belongs uh, I'm getting this vibe or something that I could be wrong. Let me know if I'm wrong, but like friendship was super, super, super important to you growing up. Am I wrong about that? Um, building authentic, genuine relationships was important, mm-hmm. but I did not have those growing up for the most part. Okay. So I guess that's why it's so important to you now. Uh, yeah, 100%. So like, for me, it's, and like, I, I met my, like, one of my bestest friends when I was 12, and another best friend when I was 13, and another one when I was 16. So they've been around in my life for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, And I'm very grateful for each and every one of them. Um, But it's, it's, I don't know, you just want to feel wanted. You just want to sure. feel needed sometimes. And uh, those relationships were very like two way streets, um, which was really nice and helpful. Um, but I've always like struggled with building authentic relationships. I was always like, um, what did I call myself? A floater. I was mm. always, I, I was always like the lone wolf. Yeah. Because all my best friends didn't go to school with me, which is an interesting perspective, but like none of them went to the same school. Um, we all met outside of school and we all went to different schools. Um, but it's, you know, when you're a lone wolf, you, you, you just really want, you, you want to feel loved. You want some type of 
human connection and I wasn't getting it at home. So I was looking, looking for it in friendships and I, I, I just didn't find it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm thankful for today that um, you and I can create these type of platforms where people could feel that genuine, authentic connection and support. Right. Uh, I, I, for, it makes a lot of sense what you're saying. There's a lot that I'm resonating with about it. I, you know, you use the lone wolf floater. Um, that, that was 100% me as well. Back in, back in the day, I had three really, really close friends. I, I don't know what it's like to quote, be a social butterfly that I, I, that that's not my style. I tend to fade in the background. But here's what I can say about, you know, you talk about genuine building authentic relationships. The the three friends that I do have, uh, I, I would say they're lifesavers. With, when my depression was at its peak, being able to, I don't know, go bowling with them, have, you know, go see a movie with them just was, was life saving for me. Um, feeling needed, feeling wanted. That's just, that's just basic human desires that we're literally born with. I think it's fascinating that Twitch allows us to provide that for people. Um, and I think that's why so many people have started content creation. They, or they, they're new to watching content creation or, or YouTubers. I think that this is going to be around for a long, long time not not just twitch itself but the whole world of content creation i think it's only gonna get bigger and and bigger am i wrong do you disagree um so content creation has already been around for a long time it will exist more it will develop in so many different ways um as far as the amount of creators on the platform I think that will severely decrease. Oh, really? Um, um, and here's my reason being. Um, when the pre-pandemic, there was three to three and a half million people, uh, content creators on Twitch. Sure. Within, I think it was March or April, they had an all-time high. You were at 10 million content creators on the platform. Yeah. So you trip, you almost tripled, you almost <laughs> tripled in content creators. Now, everybody has a different purpose. Everybody has a different reason why they're on the platform. Um, but I do believe those numbers will decrease. Um, but I think the number of uh, viewership will continue to increase. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's not here on Twitch, it's on YouTube, or you name the, the future platform. Right whatever that platform may be. But I think from a pure um, viewership perspective, uh, that will increase. But as for the amount of content creators, I don't think that will increase. I think that will actually decrease. You're actually, that's, I didn't I didn't quite think about that. I just know that once people get into content creation, maybe I'm wrong, but it's just a ton of fun that I, I can see people having a hard time leaving it um we're about we're, we're we're approaching the the end of the hour that we've been on so let me ask some i guess some more pointed questions for you you know your past talking about 
not having the genuine connections at home. Uh, friends were all at different schools. Now using your platform to build those connections so other people can have them when you know when you didn't. Where do you think you go from here, Papa Paws? Is is full time content creation? Is that the path that you would love to continue to stay on? Or when the world opens up, do you find yourself going back into the workforce? How do you think that looks for you? So I am, my goal is to finish my uh, master's in counseling psychology first. Okay. Um, I could still do that from home. I don't have to go anywhere to do it. Um, how long will content crash creation last for me? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, I do have a team, uh, my mods and my graphic artists that believe that this is a longer term thing for me. I'm going to believe them. Um, <laughs> I'm just going with the flow. Um, so at least for the next year, at least for the next year, I'll, I'll most likely be within content creation. Um, and then, you know, we'll reevaluate from there. Um, at the end of the day, I want to provide the best mental health education on Twitch, on YouTube, on Twitter, you, you name the platform. I just want to provide the best mental health education out there. Um, and by educating myself, I'm able to educate others for free. Um, sure. You don't have to go to school. I'll give you the resources. I'll, I, I could get I could get you all the information that's necessary. Um, so as soon as things reopen, um, I, I will be traveling. Uh, that's probably okay. the first thing on my plan. Um, Where do you want to go? I'm going to the UK. Okay. Um, I have a lot of content creator friends out there, and uh, we already have some big plans for some crazy things that we we do want to try out. I can um, believe that. I think the the first TwitchCon that is open is probably going to be the biggest one that it's ever been. Um, I hope that I can attend. I don't know if my wife will let me. I would love <laughs> to experience that. I think it's going to be absolutely massive when we're allowed to go there. I, I I do not disagree with you. I think the first TwitchCon that will happen is going to be bonkers. It's going to be <laughs> yes, absolutely yeah. insane. Because then you have all these new communities and you have these new members of these communities that want to meet each other. Mm-hmm. It's gonna it's gonna be a spicy time. It's gonna be like it's gonna be a time of celebration. Like I don't think you're gonna see people party as hard as they do at TwitchCon. I it's very true. I've never have you ever been to one in your six years of being on the platform? Never been to any cons actually. Okay. I Unless have. it involved uh like beer tasting, but those don't count. Are, are those cons or just uh, is that what they're called? I don't know. They're not con they're okay. they're conventions of sorts, gotcha. but not the same type. Yeah, con, I, I've, I guess. I've never been to a to a con myself. Hopefully, uh, whenever the next one is, I'll look at the ticket prices. But ah, we'll see about that. So let me ask uh, the people that are listening to this podcast in 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 their cars uh, at home. I, I myself listen to podcasts when I have a long drive ahead of me. Uh, first of all, let me say thank you for your listenership. Uh, wherever you are in the world, if you're driving, I hope that you're being safe. Keep your eyes on the road. Don't text and drive. I hate that. For those of you who are live on Twitch, uh, I'd like to turn the opportunity to ask any questions to Papa Paws. Um, where can, while people are, are thinking of questions or, or typing questions, Papa Paws, where can they 
find you? What are your social links? I'm pretty, I am uh, pretty consistent with being Papa Paws on all socials. So uh, P-A-P-P-A-P-A-W-S. Uh, so I'm Papa Paws on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Twitch. Um, who, who knows? I, I, I can't even think of any other platforms that I could possibly be on. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, <laughs> you nailed it. Maybe Spotify next, I guess. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you can find me at Papa Paws. I'm super active um, on on um, on Twitch and on Twitter. I'm slowly getting more active on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube mm-hmm. um, now that I hired a video editor. So we'll be pumping out some oh, more wow. content. Very, very cool. Um, so yeah, just stay tuned and you know see what exciting things we uh, we have in store. Um, and we'll go from there. Let me ask, is there a platform that you've noticed the most growth on that has helped your Twitch stream? That's helped my Twitch stream? Yeah. Twitter. Twitter. Twitter, 100%. Twitter is where I built all my connections, and that's how I generated the audience I did. Uh, Instagram is the worst. Um, and uh, TikTok currently is one of the better ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I would say YouTube is going to be even better once I do more YouTube content. Um, so if you're looking to grow as a new content creator, Twitter, uh, streamer Twitter is fire. Like use it, abuse it, be active on it. Um, but do TikTok. Uh, do do two platforms if you can. Yeah. Do Twitter and one other platform. Don't exhaust yourself because I've burned my burned myself out that way too. It's very very true. Uh, it sounds good to be on all the platforms that causes me great anxiety with content creation. I'm not going to lie. I could beat myself up, be like, Oh, my Instagram is terrible. I'm never on it. I mean, I, my YouTube is, is getting moving along. It's like, you could really look at it. Like I'm never doing enough. Uh, so I think that's absolutely true. There's one question from the chat. He says, it's an odd question. You don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but he says, you know, where is he from in Canada? Cause he is from vancouver well i am on the east coast i am just south of toronto in london ontario the second best london in the world um because i only know of two <laughs> that's right um <laughs> but uh yeah i'm in a university town in london ontario fantastic pop a pause it doesn't look like there's any other questions is there any parting advice parting statements you would like to share with the listeners before we sign off I, I, and I'll reiterate this point until like time and time again, it's okay not to be okay. Um, reach out to somebody, seek out a professional. If you do need help, it's okay to see one. I see one. You could see one. We could all see one and finding the right professional is like dating as well. Sometimes you may not find the right professional in the first try. You'll have to try, try, try again until you find the right one. I absolutely have had my experiences with that. I think one thing that we need to touch on for our listeners is people finding therapists um, through what's called teledoc or on their computers or on zoom. The, the amount of therapists that are doing virtual sessions has absolutely skyrocketed. So uh, not have to leave the house. You don't have to be worried about about anything from the comfort of your own home, you can find a, a counselor that that works for you. I, I definitely wanted to get that out there before we signed off. Papa pause. 
I can't thank you enough. Like I said before, you are definitely one of my streaming role models. Um, I've only been at this for like just crest three months. So uh, I, I definitely thank you for all that you do on Twitch for the mental health community. And I'm excited to see what happens to you over this next year. Well, I, 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 I definitely appreciate uh, you inviting me to be part of your podcast. Uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing more of you, um, not more of you when I say that. I mean, like your podcast and what your mental health journey would look like here in the future as well as we continue to grow as people. Absolutely. Papas, thank you so much. Um, guys, thank you for, for listening to this podcast. This is the Your Story, Your Voice podcast. If you would like to be on this podcast, you would like to let your story be heard let me know. You can find me on twitch.tv slash Nathan Hunzi. You can find me on Twitter slash Nathan Hunzi. Send me a direct message if you would like to have your story be out there. Thank you so much for listening to this. This was episode four. I hope you uh, subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you on episode five. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Your Story, Your Voice podcast. I would like to encourage you, if you would like to be on this podcast, if you would like to get your story out there in front of the listening audience, send me a message on Twitter or Instagram, on Twitch, and I would be happy to schedule you on uh, to get you on the Your Story, Your Voice podcast. Thank you for your time and attention, and I hope you have a great rest of the day.